to go uh i went to go see a movie yesterday i went and saw um you were never really here have you guys heard of it i'm not no. familiar it's excellent um I guess it premiered at Cannes last year, but uh, it's now out in a small release. It's Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, it's based off a book. Joaquin is back. Uh, it's really good. You guys would really like it. Uh, one of the guys from Radiohead did the soundtrack and sound design. Is it really, Johnny Greenwood? Or? Yeah, that's it. And uh, I really love when like sound design and soundtrack are kind of mixed. So like, uh-huh. it kind of it's it's really good. I really like it. But um, on the way there, uh, we were driving up to. Uh, the Lemley Theater in uh, North Hollywood, NoHo, as they call it. Mm. And uh, they, it, I, I was waiting for a light in NoHo. And there's this big red pickup truck to the left of me waiting to make a left. And uh, uh, they had a big, uh, well, they had two Trump bumper stickers. And mm, okay. they had a oh, big, double. Yeah, they had a big banner uh, bumper sticker, just banner length, because it went all the way across the top of their cab. Okay. And it said, hey, asshole, yeah, you, put down your fucking phone and drive. <laughs> I love that. I love hey. that stuff. Okay. And so he had two Trump stickers, this this, this one that's just cursing at every driver behind him. Mm-hmm. And uh, the light turns green. Uh, he does not have an arrow, and yet he blows through the left turn in front of a l- three lanes of traffic waiting to nice. go. <laughs> nice. It was such a hilarious illustration of uh, who who that man is. Yeah. He is uh, above he's above it all. In the law <laughs> other people's lives that are that are going on around him, he doesn't care. Not yeah. not to mention the the little bit of the logical and fallacy as if you're looking at the bumper sticker, you are not on your phone. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And you're and now you're distracted by his bumper sticker. Yes, yes. totally. Um, I'll just pivot off that for one sharing. It just happened outside. Was in Hollywood. Uh, traffic was all stopped for about fifteen to twenty minutes as a motorcade of like Harley dudes came by. Like probably I'd say three or four hundred dudes on motorcycles. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, all came through. But they had three like, or four hundred dudes. I'm not exaggerating. It's three to four hundred. It was a lot. It was, just, it was the thing where like everyone at lights were just not allowed to leave and go. They rolled. Co- they rolled like were, that. Yeah, they roll like that. Protection in numbers. But cops had to like stop the lights for them to go through. It was like, almost like a marathon. Where it was, like, this was an event where we are shutting down traffic like a uh, presidential motorcade, so these motorcycle guys can roll through. I'm like, you are con. You are like stepping on your own badassness. By going like, yeah, we're the kings of the road. But please stop and get out of our way. Please. Uh, hold on. And, um, police, would you help us get across the town? Yeah, it, it was such an interesting image of of sons of anarchy, but also respect for authority. Right. The, the anarchy needed to be escorted by the man. Yeah, totally. Uh, and just made everyone suddenly like, oh, these are all like dads on these motorcycles. Not to judge anyone that rides a motorcycle, but... No, it's, yes. it's, fun, it's funny because it's like... It was this image of rebellion, like in the in like the fifties, right? Like, it was yeah, like, I'm yeah. born free, baby. I live on the road, <laughs> yes. and now and now it's like Harley Davidson is uh, is like the biggest brand ever, you know? Yeah, I feel like in LA, I see yeah, there's a couple like crotch rocket assholes, but now I feel like I'm more likely to see like a Vespa dude who's like, I just want to conserve on gas. Like it's almost uh-huh. more of that mentality than anything. Yeah. I love I love a good Vespa. They're adorable. A good solid French Vespa. Just something that you can carry your groceries 
on the back home. Mm, you know what yeah, I mean? I like you that. have a little sure. brown bag with the baguette sticking out of it. It's a beautiful image. Uh, what cute. I really want, what I really want is the middle ground. <laughs> is the um, I only know them as the Rough Riders vehicles, but the like the, the four wheel or the three dude the three wheeled car thing that looks like a dinosaur, where it's like two yes. in the front, one in the back. I, are they that, really that popular there? Because those are fucking hot in philadelphia yes uh, we, we mean hot in terms of like everyone has them or like, they're like hot to ride in they're everywhere in philadelphia they em. love them you see them here once in a while in philly uh-huh. you see them i think i think they're a little bit more popular but it i think the same guy owns every one of those yeah <laughs> like it's always the same type of guy driving that thing uh-huh. yeah I, I think it's weird to have one in Philly because isn't it like snowing there six yeah, months they, out of the year? They bring it out when it gets nice. Uh, okay, it's time to go to the safe storage and bust out the old dinosaur. Yeah, the old dino, dino dino-mobile. 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 <laughs> I love that. I would genuinely like one of those. I think that'd be those look real fun. They actually do. Like I don't really understand what's different about them that isn't a car they only there's have, no they advantage have... that the one wheel gives you in the back <laughs> no. I don't think. maybe they're maybe they turn real tight i don't know oh yeah maybe like because you know if you're trying to like back on a curb and you go that little extra inch over it yeah like ah oh, shit there. scrape my underside yeah this that car avoids it yeah maybe when you like parallel park you just put the back wheel up on the sidewalk you just like park in like back into like the spot you know okay uh real pitch would you, you guys remember like an old RC call card called like the Sidewinder? Oh, hell and yeah. It would, and it would like, its whole thing was it would stop and it would suddenly go directly left or right. Yeah. Would we be cool if cars had a like secondary set of wheels or the wheels could turn 90 degrees and you could just parallel park by like straight up and then stop, rotate, and then immediately 90 degrees to the right or left? Yeah, it'd be great. I mean, I think we've always dreamed of that as soon as we were learning how to parallel park it's like why is that not a feature is that just like is that just too hard for the like the axles for safety i don't know actually you would think you you would think they could do it in a miniature toy form that they could be able to make it into big form very easily yeah or or secondary wheels right because the sidewinder was secondary wheels it was like a drop down drop down wheels so all you need is that yeah that sounds great you would have to be able to like lock into a separate set of uh a separate axle because the way oh, the yeah. wheels turn, they wouldn't be able to turn all the way that. You know? oh, oh no, Dom, I'm but, picturing oh, yeah. like, but I think it you, could be done. I think up. we got a good idea here. Yeah, when you pull up, <laughs> you push a button, and then another steering wheel, and everything pops up. Oh shit! So you like turn your seat, like you're like, and you like, yeah, fucking you know, Voltron you know, into a new yeah, seat. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, in the Dark Knight, when Batman gets into the 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 different part of the the tumbler where he like leans yeah, forward the, to fire the, the dope, cannon. Yeah, in his dope mobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you do that every time. To park and there's like led yeah. screens that pop up everywhere it's actually harder to park and park well, no no there's parking music too it plays oh dude so it's just the wii u <laughs> shop music. Yes. <laughs> yes yes it's just wii shop music um, that sounds so relaxing parking can be a very stre- like stressful affair that sounds like it would oh, make yes. it so relaxing yes you know uh, what this car is perfect for for being that trump bumper sticker asshole to be able to like be at the thing and be like hey you asshole and they'd be like and just go sideways across traffic whenever you want to yeah and crash into people and mm-hmm. crash into people yeah it sounds perfect for that guy um i uh i have one more story oh let's hear it uh yesterday uh me and my friend uh 
Julian, we we went out to watch. Uh, well, we watched the Sixers game. Did you watch the Sixers game yesterday, uh, Paul? I did actually. Yo, they are fun to watch. I'm yeah, they're super good. Excited. I've been they do tricks. The, they were doing tricks. Mm-hmm. They're pulling tricks on the other team. Uh, I've been trying to watch the NBA this year, and it's it's been successful. I'm really into it. But we went went out for a drink, and we wanted to catch the end of the uh, Pelicans uh, Trailblazers game. Yeah, and yeah. so we went into this bar on York in my neighborhood, and uh, uh, that place has totally changed. This is a separate conversation, but like, it's really, <laughs> it's just like a bunch of like, it's just a bar crowd now. It used to kind of be like this kind of alt crowd, but now it's just, uh-huh. a, a, it's crazy. But anyway, uh, there was like this guy at the edge of the bar just by himself, like, and I went up to like order a drink, and I'm like trying to watch the game, and he just starts talking to me. And uh, and then he started talking to my buddy when he came back from the bathroom. But he, it was like the saddest story. He was like, he was just like trying to make casual conversation, but like parts of his life kept coming out because and like he kept tearing up. It was crazy. He was like, Ooh, weird. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I'm from Cherry Hill. Like we were just talking about the East Coast. And then he's uh-huh. like, "Yeah, I came out here two years ago after my wife divorced me." Oh no! And then, and then he was like, "Yeah, last September I went through two windshields." And he showed us all these scars. What? Wait, what does and he's that like, mean? Wait, yeah, he's like, like he was went in some horrible as accident. In used to or was crashed through two windshields? <laughs> I burned right through him, dude. I drive too fast. The glass just shatters. <laughs> no, yeah, I guess he went through two windshields, and then he said he can't drive right now. So okay. I can't. I have to imagine that he was in a drunk driving accident. Oh shit! And uh, he got all fucked up. But yeah, he kept t- as he he kept talking, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, so and so, this happened to me." And then he would pause, and he would his eyes would tear up. And or I was like, this is like the saddest thing. I'm feeling so bad for this guy. <laughs> oh theory, theory, theory. Let's hear it. He can't drive right now because he's out of windshields. And here's how he drives: he doesn't wear seatbelt or anything. Right. He slams on his brakes. He flies into the windshield. The windshield catches him. He's like, oh, man, that was a stop. Thank God that was there. Oh, yeah. He's like a cartoon. Yeah. 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 And then and then when he's out of windshield, he's like, I can't drive. How will I stop? He's like McGilla Gorilla. Like he like has his like legs. His legs are sticking out of the window. What way? Is that how he drove? I don't remember that detail from McGilla the Gorilla. (laughs) I swear McGilla Gorilla drove his fucking feet out out of the car at some point. I'm gonna stand on this hill just no, like I stood on the hill of that monkey hailing Hitler. <laughs> I know right about that. You were right about that monkey. Here's the thing, though. So, re, re last episode, the monkey from Indiana Jones, the sea kale. I don't think that's a full sea kale. It's supposed to be a sea kale. They, they sped it up. They didn't train that monkey to sea kale. Like, yeah, he just went to a guy just went to jail for that. In uh, what? In, what? In for that te- one. Yeah, he taught his dog to hail Hitler. Oh, no, he right. didn't. This is not real. What no, is I heard story? No, it's real. Yeah, he got arrested. Yeah. And I forget which country it was, but it's like illegal to do shit like that because of... In, in I think it's Germany. I think it's because Germany. Of a, because if a dog Zeke hails, Hitler will come back from the dead. If a German shepherd does it... <laughs> yeah, if you say his name in the mirror with the lights off. Oh, don't say that. You're spooking me. Yeah, sorry. Uh, wait, but really? what do you guys think okay. of my, what do you guys think of my, my incredibly unique story of running into a sad man? Sad man. <laughs> I think it's a great story. It was just I bizarre. Have... It was just weird. It's weird. It's weird that like, I get like that cliche of the sad man at the bar by himself or sad woman, just like drinking their sorrows away. But when you encounter it, it's like a, it's a surreal experience. Cause I don't, 
I don't go to a bar for that experience to be sad, you know? Like I don't go and do no, that. No. So when what do you, I what do you what do you go for? Just joy. Just pure joy, you know, in friendship and joy. Happiness. And, may, and maybe that's my maybe that's my my gifted life that I can go just for joy. But uh I when you encounter it, you're like, Why are you why are you doing this to me? Why are you putting your bad <laughs> times you're- on me? You're mad at him. Yeah, like you know, that's is my good time, and you bring you brought your sadness here with you. Don't bring your sadness okay. to, to the All bar. Right. That so I'm at. proposal bar should have two separate sections, like a smoking. Yeah, I don't know if they do it in other states, but like in Indiana, you can have a part of the bar. It's smoking or non-smoking. Yes, S- smoking. If it's separated by a wall, you have sad bar, happy bar, different areas, and you got to make the choice when you come in, or if you get different attitudes as you're going through, you got to switch rooms. If or you're maybe sad, you get, if, yeah, maybe you get free drinks for go- if you're not sad and you go to the sad bar. And you and you take on some sadness oh. like like Dom was doing, you know. That yeah. sounds exploitable, though, right? Because you're going to have someone being like, "I don't think you're actually sad." Well, the, the sad people don't get the free drinks. If you're just sad, you're just there to experience your sadness. But but you can have some like some like <laughs> so volu- sad people don't get free drinks. No, they get, no, they get the volunteers they get- who come in and take reduced price drinks to listen to the to the sadness of the other patrons. Okay, all right. I'll put like the other this. way too. Is if you come from the sad bar as a sad drunk, and uh-huh. you've, you've been so happy either by listening to a friend or Sam the bartender is like really changed your life, and yeah. you get to go over to the happy bar, everyone cheers and welcomes you over, and you get a free drink. That's but yes. you got to be really happy. You got to be genuinely happy. You can't bring the sadness into that bar part yeah. of the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I like breaking this bar. The rules. It, it should be called like bipolar or something. I don't know. I'm trying to think like what do you call it? It's uh, like, it's, it's nice like free. Uh, uh, just uh, just venting therapy, mm-hmm. uh, and like I think people would be down to do that. Guys, we come up with a lot of good ideas in this show. We have what, a lot what, of good business ideas. We have should the car. Be, should it just be crying time? Uh, <laughs> let, let me pitch you an idea. No, it's just the, it's the two masks. It doesn't have any words. It's the crying. I thought mask about or the that. Smiling yeah. mask. That's the that's the name of the bar. Yo, those oh, Shakespeare yeah, masks. The world is yes. a stage. Yes, the world that, the world is a stage is what it's called. That's actually really dope. I like that a lot. <laughs> no, why? That's I'm really out. good. I'm sorry. I like I'm that. pulling my, 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 my money. I'm I'm out. I'm out. Why are you out? It was. I said that as a super cornball cheese nope. thing. No, I love no. it. I love Tom, it. If you go into a bar that separates people about if they're happy or sad, you're going to get cornball. <laughs> Shark Tank is going to eat this bar up, dude. You just missed out. Oh, man. Mercury is going to be so on board. He's like, you know what? I want a happy drink right now because $10 million. Ah, fucking damn. You missed it. You missed your opportunity, <laughs> Dom. All right. Here, let me put you guys an idea I had yesterday because uh, I was enjoying uh, the LA Pleasure Renaissance Fair. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. Chad. Crazy uh, straws already exist. I know you want to invest. No, dude, crazy straws would be great. Straws would especially be good. What about so a straw I that's idea. crazy? I had this idea. At the end of every Renaissance Fair, because the one out here goes for about two months, and there's like a royal court. Like there's people who can uh, – like they, they campaign to be the queen and king or they're like – there's a whole ecosystem of these aren't em- These aren't employees. They're just – I think they are like members of the the club the or troop. like – Yeah. You know, I think there's like the diehards who like run everything. Yeah. Whatever. Someone gets to be the queen and they dress up and they have a royal guard, all that sort of stuff. Ooh. Every year – and this is for any Renaissance Fair – the end of the Renaissance Fair, the last weekend, should be the revolution. Like, oh my you God. should be, it should be the theme of all of it is that like, oh, we're finally ousting those fascists. Uh-huh. Um, 
uh, and so like you could watch on like Saturday or Sunday as they're as the queen and queen are driven out. Like you all kind of like chase after them, but all the all the stores are like there's like a little fi- fake fire set around. And they're like, oh, last chance a fire sale, everything's going fifty percent off. Like that's what they're gonna be doing anyway. Yeah, because it's the like you make a whole thing about it. They should and stage the, an execution. They should stage an execution. Yes, and at the end of it, they should write like a new constitution. But that becomes the bylaws for the next Renfair, dude. And then the next revolution happens. And then, yeah, oh, my God, I love it. Time is a circle. Dom, are you on board with this one? I'm I'm just imagining it. I think it's a great idea because you can impose new new rules. New rules with Bill Maher. New rules. You could could, uh, put up new rules. Be like, uh, yeah, next year at the Renaissance Fair. You can't wear roses. Abandon them. Roses oh, wow. Gone. Oh, wow. That's a big one. I was going to say, like, And then you'll have more... the secret rose consortium that's selling roses in secret parts of the oh, Ren Fair. Underground? And, yeah. The dude, underground rose ring. And then people have under Wait. their cloaks. <laughs> and people can have, like, under under their cloaks, they could have, like, secret roses that they, like, flash to each other uh, so that know that they're in that group. Uh, I like yeah. this a lot. And, you know, there's already a language of... Uh, flower color. Rose is great. They come in all colors. Uh-huh. You, could, you could be communicating with the underground rose ring just by flashing a little rose to someone. Flash but you know, I'm gonna if I was if I was the king, I would I would employ some guards to seek out and and shake down this ring. You know, there would this be is spies. great though. I would love to watch this stuff happening. This is all amusement parks should be having like like uh, performance store, like, art li- things. Live performance are happening. It's set up, yeah. All right. So much better. Here's the plan. Here's the plan, guys. All yes. Right? Yes, 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 yes. We're going to start this bar. The world is a stage. <laughs> we're going to start the world as a stage. And uh, and we're going to yeah. we're gonna make a bunch of money off of that. Okay. Then, All right. par- this is a good business plan. Make a lot of money. Parlay <laughs> that. Money. Parlay that into <laughs> into our car into our car business. We'll rival Elon Musk. We'll have the sideways car. All right. Mm-hmm. The, sin- the sideways dynamobile. That yeah. runs on yeah. clean coal. With that runs on clean coal. And, <laughs> and then then we start our performance art rent fair. It's a three part plan to rent this. All right. Here, and, here's the I, I love this. I'm gonna add one detail. Okay. The rent fair is where it all comes together for horizontal integration and in that there will be the world's a stage bar at rent fair. Yes. The yes, parking yes. will will integrate sideways car parking and give discounts to people with sideways parking yes, cars. Yes, yes, yes. Uh and the king and queen are driven out in a three-wheel dinosaur mobile. They peel out in one of those they at the end of the season. They peel out, yeah, yeah. Because uh, it can't be too like, sad. It can't end too sad. You can't end on an execution. No, someone should get away because also you want the threat of, like, the prince shall return to avenge his parents. Like, you want that kind of thing to, mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to be yeah, a threat. So in two years, you come back and kick yep. ass. yep. Because there's going to be people that were on the side of the king and queen. There's going to be the king folk. You know, yeah. the, king, the king and queen's folk, and they're going to want their comeuppance. They're not going to want to spend the whole next season with no hope. They're going to they're going to want to work on something. You need the Robert Baratheon, like, bastard son who yeah. you're, you're rooting for. Exactly. You know uh, that this would only divulge into actual fighting. <laughs> yes. Which, be, isn't that, which isn't that too far off. There would be real violence, yes. Yeah. Uh, eventually. It, eventually. If I could mention one other detail by Renfer, by the way, I think you guys will enjoy... Uh, speaking of stories, I went to the jousting tournament 
uh-huh. it's very medieval times dinner restaurant. Like, yeah, I nice saw that. I shows. saw that about. I, maybe I'm spoiling your story. I don't want to say. Oh no, yeah, about. you saw my Instagram. Guys, yeah. follow me on Instagram, Quantum Theory, for all my live story posts. Um, yeah, they did a whole joust thing, and then the knights were tearing, you know, squaring off, and then it devolved into fake medieval combat. Uh, like two v two v three, a melee. Uh, in melee, uh, not very good sword combat, I'll be honest. It's very never, slow It's never swings. great. Yeah, it's never great. I think the Medieval Times Dinner Restaurant is a little bit better about uh-huh. the speed and, and tenacity of their fake fighting. Uh, and it was, like, pretty boring. And then suddenly, they, the whole time there had been this, like, Arya Stark uh, uh, girl from the Tyrells. Not Tyrells. Uh, Martells. The, the, the squid people. The, the squid Krakens. people pirates. Ah, yes. The, uh... Whatever, from Game of Thrones. Uh, the girl squid person. The, gr- the, uh, gra- the Greyjoys. Uh... The Greyjoys. The girl Greyjoy type where she's like, she was kind of like the announcer of the whole thing. Her name's Asha. She... I think her name's Asha, Asha in the show, but that's not even no, her name wait, in the Asha's, book. Isn't Asha the, the wildling? Either way. Whatever. Uh, she was like kind of the announcer of the whole thing. During the fight, she gets involved and everyone's like, Fuck yeah, women can fight too. She's badass. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, this is an interesting term for the story. There's there's a there's a twist I hadn't seen coming. They immediately slit her throat. She gets in the fight for like ten seconds, and the dudes just like grab her and slice her neck and Holy she falls shit. down. She falls down dead, and then they break another person's neck, and they're like, We are victorious, the red team, and everyone cheered as there's just bodies strewn about. Like, wow, cool, cool narrative, guys. Whoa. The woman fighter died immediately. Yeah, Damn. what do you think that's about, dude? A little make America great again. <laughs> <laughs> a little make Europe great again. Uh, it was such a weird turn of like, I feel like whenever I watch the little times I do, I watch a WWE storyline. We're like, oh, they're going to do something different here. And then no, Roman Reigns is the best. Like, yeah. it felt like they just went the other way again. Like, okay, cool. Well, now, now that's the counter narrative, right? We have enough yes, of, the, sure. of, the, of the new narrative. It's time to go back again. Yeah, like our, uh, like, our their... like our story. The the monarchs will be deposed, and then they will come back. Women had their chance in the sun for like two days. It's time to go back. We've had and that enough. was that story. We've had enough. They've had it too good for too Eight long. Eight years of Obama was enough. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, Asha Greyjoy is the is her name in the book. She's Yara Greyjoy in the show. Why did they do that? I'm sure there's a reason. Because Osha the Wildling would have been too confusing. Okay. That's why. Okay. That's why. That's why. That's why. Hey. Already confusing. Jeez. Speaking of TV shows, we have a special episode of <laughs> Goosebuds today. It. You like that? Welcome to oh, Goosebuds. Yeah. yeah, we did a little bit of a different thing today, guys, right? Yeah, we yeah. watched uh, episodes of the television show. We watched uh, Don't Wake Mummy, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, we watched Click, Click. based on the, uh, the the source material for the Adam Sandler comedy. I'm convinced it is. It's too strangely coincidental. You know, there's a there's a either Tales from the Dar- I think it's Tales from the Dark Side episode that is the the same plot as this. No way, really? How, wait, okay. How yeah. many Tales from the Dark Side was that a show too? I only seen Tales the movie the Dark Side. Yeah, it was a TV show too. Yeah, it was like a serial Ooh. TV show. I never saw. I've only seen the movie. Okay. Yeah, uh, a man gets a remote and he pauses his son, who's always playing the drums, and he can't unpause them. Pause him. Oh fuck. Yeah, oh, so sorry. It's si- Not that I want to spoil. Well, let's let's talk about Don't Wake Mummy first. Well, what do you real say? quick, you want to real talk quick, about it? what do you want to talk about? I I actually want to talk about. I also watched the Cuckoo Clock of Doom episode. 
uh, just because someone had mentioned that we should have watched it. I think Don, we were talking about it in the in the last episode. Yeah, you want to yes. do a quick like Paul's corner? I just want to do a corner. Paul's corner. So uh, I watched it, uh, and remember when I said that I like completely as a kid related to the boy uh, in the book. This episode very quickly makes me not relate to the kid because he's playing basketball <laughs> in the street, walking down the street, mm. drops his basketball, falls into the woods. He goes into his woods, discovers a puddle of blood, and instantly touches it with his fingers. And I was like, now that's just got AIDS in it. Do not touch it. <laughs> <laughs> and I instantly was off off this kid's team. I was not well, on board. What's your Philadelphia this. survival skills <laughs> yes, speaking to? Yes, yeah, true. You got to avoid blood that's on the ground and watch out for the dynamobiles that fly around the corner. Uh, Does he also uh, like just kind of give up to his seed to his fate and let his mother change his diaper? Chad, you have to watch this one because this kid is in control of his life the whole ah! time. He's very he's changing things up. He's changing things up. What's the craziest thing he does? He well, he does the same stuff, but he's very practical. <laughs> it's, it, it's not a diaper change in this one, guys. This one. Oh, she, I'm out. She grabs the largest thing of Vaseline she can. It's fucking massive. It's a like what? A, it's like a family size thing of Vaseline, Wait, and she di- she dunks a thermometer in there, and she's ready to stick it up his bunghole. Wait, Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, it's getting weird. It's getting weird. I'm back on board. Let's uh-huh. do it. Okay, uh-huh. wait. All right, all right. Wait. So does here's the does it happen? No. He he. Uh, the dad comes in at the just the right uh, just the right time to be like, hey, let's go to the antique store, and then I thought, I thought you were gonna say he was like he comes in. He's like, what the fuck are you doing to our boy? Like, no, he comes in. He's like, honey, I hope you got the family sized Vaseline because I'm trying to get in on that action too. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So what a weird, what a weird joke to go for in that show. It was weird. It was very weird. Uh, it's pretty much the same. There's a great moment uh, because they're trying to set up the uh, the fact that the sister's going to disappear later. He picks up the family photo thing, and it's like a frame with like all their photos in it. Sure. And he looks at it, and it's just the four headshots of the actors, like that they obviously use. Oh, that's so awesome! It's all four black and white headshots, and it's so obvious that they're headshots. They're perfectly per- <laughs> like posed professional shots. It's great. Uh, that's cool. Um, but the, it, there's not much different in it. There's a great special effects sequence where the kid is like green screened, running away from the clock. The clock is also green screened, chasing him down a hallway. And then that's the, dope. The clock, cuckoo clocks open, and his sister's head comes out instead of whoa. The, uh, it's, but it's it's three. It's like you know CG green screen. But it's a, it's actually a really funny little sequence. Um, that's pretty cool. The major difference in this is. And someone mentioned this on the subreddit. I want to pull up our uh, our Reddit real quick. Yeah, shout out to our subreddit. Yeah, because someone... I think it was on the subreddit that I saw this. It might have been on Twitter. But uh, there is this very brief moment. Um, here, let's see. Let me see if I can find the name. No, I don't see it in... It's, I don't remember where I saw it. Sorry. Whoever, whoever uh, told us to watch the episode, please uh, send us a message and let us know. Um there is this moment when he's six years old. He runs away from his from his birthday party that he's having with uh, younger versions of all his friends. And okay. he run. He literally is like, "I'm I'm busting out of this joint." Says that <laughs> as a six year old, and somehow leaves his house and walks into town. And a really fucking creepy guy in all black is like, "Hey kid, what's going on?" And then stares at him, and the music just keeps cu- like getting creepier and cutting back to this guy and this guy is going to kidnap this kid 
Like 100%. What? He's going to kidnap this kid. It's fucking creepy. It's the scariest thing I've ever seen in a Goosebumps episode because it's the realest thing I've ever seen in a Goosebumps episode. Yeah. Whoa. And uh, you, you, they do like the classic setup of like, you know, he's trying to open the door to the antique shop that they're gone for vacation. He's trying to open it up and you see the shadow and then the hand come in and then it's his dad. And his dad is like, oh, hey, Michael, your friend said you'd be here. And I just tried to go back and imagine the dad what? going into the into the room with all the friends who are, again, six years old and having a very calm conversation where they lay out Michael's plans to him. Oh, oh, he's going to be there. Oh, yeah, they said you'd be here. Like he had like a fucking adult conversation with these six years old six year olds about where his son went when he ran off to the antique store. That's very strange. It's a very what? strange moment. Uh, and then uh, they, uh, uh, they he he almost gets abducted. He almost gets abducted. <laughs> it's fucked up. I still can't get all right, all right, there. all right. Just just to pivot off, like, it's, does he do anything different in the timeline that leads him to get abducted? Because theoretically, does that mean if he's traveling backwards in time, was there a period of time where he almost got abducted in the past? Right, like that's an event. That must have been a, like a time in his real life, right? Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. It's, oh, that's that's it's yeah. dark. It's dark. It's very very dark. Did I tell you the guys this story about this really dark episode of Unsolved Mysteries? No, <laughs> because this is reminding me of it. No, I, yeah. it's going to bring it down. It's going to be tangential. Maybe we That's should just save it, for, about... save it for Camp Goosebuds, our private. Okay. Oh, yeah, have yeah what a good, what a good cliffhanger there. I want to. Ep- I, I do want find to out what it. episode of Unsolved Mysteries Dominic watched. <laughs> I really, I really like it. Well, why don't why don't we? I do think that's a great way to listen. The camp goosebumps people are better people; they'll hear whoa, it. Um, whoa! What you don't want me to challenge that? And that this is how like cults work. They say Not you're a better it. person if you subscribe to a cult. Oh, okay. Oh, I be see. your best. So you're trying to. So you're you have. I'm challenging you to be your best self. They're not. Get they're the not better. Knowledge. Yeah, they're not better inherently. They just be, you can be your best self by listening to camp goosebuds. Yes, totally. And subscribing exactly. to Dianetics. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, so let's, let's it, it ends the same way. He time murders his sister. He, it is, it is, <laughs> it is canon now. He knocked the number off the clock and made his sister not be born. Okay, so they made a, that still doesn't make any fucking sense. No. But fine, whatever. No. Okay. Oh, here's the, here's the only way that can make sense. Uh-huh. The sister, let's say the year doesn't happen. Even that still doesn't make any sense. Sure. The... The sister was an accidental baby, even though it's the second baby. Mm-hmm. And that was the one night that, like, the condom broke. Right, or whatever, right. Or, like, the the snip-snip uh, penis thing didn't take. It untook, or, yeah. It untook or whatever. And by removing that event from the timeline, they never had accidental child again. Yeah. I guess. That's what it was, probably. Yeah, that's the only way for it to maybe kind of work. But uh, maybe let's pivot into the other two shows. So yes, yeah, so don't yeah. wake mummy. We want to talk about that. Let's one do first. mummy first because it's like it's pretty straightforward. It's kind of bland. Well, so we picked like, it because so you guys watched Strained Peas for for a uh, a Camp Goosebuds a while yes. ago. Yes, and you guys love that episode. I've watched that episode as well after that, and it's fucking great. Strained Peas is for an good. episode of the show. Is it a bonus? I forget. It's been so long, guys. We've done a lot of these. You watched. Anyway. You, you guys watched it when you were doing Camp Goosebuds as a like watch and and like, oh review yeah 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 yeah. That's what it was. Uh, or no, we, no, we actually no. I look it up. We did it as episode twelve Goosebuds Strain P. Oh wait, it was yeah. a full episode. 
Yeah, full episode. This is not oh, the first time we've ever done this. Go back right. to episode 12. Wow, okay. So you guys did it before you, we've talked about it. So the reason we picked this episode and click uh, is because they were from the same anthology book where that came from. Oh, okay. Yes, right. That's right. That was the choice between Tales right. that Give You Goosebumps is what it was called. So these are like ones that wouldn't have a full book, but they turned into episodes for some reason. Yeah. Which I think is better because it gives them more leeway to do whatever the hell they want. But then they didn't do much with this one. No. Like, yeah, yeah. Don't Make Mummy is essentially one of the mummy books. Like, don't they have the mummy in the house the one, in the one mummy book? I don't know. Maybe one. we haven't gotten to that one yet. Yeah, no. The we, we Return of the Mummy is just... It's just a totally different mummy. It's just in the basement, right? Well, the second well, one was back in Egypt. The second mummy book was back in Egypt. No, the first yeah. one's in Egypt. The, the first second, one's in Egypt. No, the, the second, second one. The second one they do too. They go back in the second one because I remember we did. Um, I, we did the book on the huh, mummy goosebumps because only because only mummies can exist. In Maybe Egypt. I'm thinking Once of the them... TV episode because the TV episode does not take place in Egypt. Yeah, yeah. Because only like here's here's the problem with the mummy. It kind of works in not the Brendan Fraser movie. The Brendan Fraser movie is perfect. Right. Uh Rachel Weiss is a dream woman. Um is once you take the mummy like out of the scary tombs or you're trapped and it's hard to see or like maybe he has scarabs to control, the mummy is just a zombie. Yeah. It's a slow zombie, singular zombie, not much of a threat honestly. The problem with the mummy in these stories and why you're you're right in this way. It is just a slow zombie. Is zombies or sorry, mummies are supposed to be one, rich ghost zombies. And two, yes. they're supposed to have magic. They need yes, to have magic. They have magic. They have magic. They have scary okay, yeah. magic. So, like bugs I, that, they can make like bugs come crawl out of the That's ground. what I'm saying. The like the best <laughs> yeah. part of the mummy, Brendan Fraser, was like the scarabs, or like it had like four zombie guards or whatever, and they did the scary mouth thing where it's like, oh, and his mouth drops down. Yeah. That um, scary shit is what they're supposed to be able to do. Magic. Magic, but if it's just I want to re- walk slowly towards you and kill you, eh, not that bad, not scary. But here's like, here's the thing about this episode: it yes. is a mediocre horror episode. Like it's not too bad in that like it it ha- it's not scary. It's for kids, but yes, it does a decent job of setting up a, a monster and then having the monster do some scary things, and then and then that's it, right? It's also you know, it almost feels like it was shot to be as cheap as possible, too. Or like oh, it was yeah. to be as cheap as possible because the central plot of this book, movie, show is that uh, there's a little kid. He's real scared of everything. His uh-huh. only character trait is he's real scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the most one no kid we've ever had. His sister yep. pulls pranks on him. She's a bitch. Sorry to say that, but she's real mean. No, she's very, bee. very mean. She has very elaborate pranks. Very elaborate pranks, uh, and her nondescript friend, who's just kind of along for the ride. Mm-hmm. But, like, her mom's an archaeologist. I think that's where Dom's talking about how it's, like, it's just basically the Egypt plot from it, the other books. It is very much so the Egypt plot. You're right about that, Dom. But, they, uh, but in Return of the Mummy, they did go back to Egypt. But they're sent a mummy in the mail. <laughs> this is actually the funniest part of the whole show it's for me. Was pretty great. It, it just shows up, like, FedEx and... And the, um, the fetish guy knows it's a mummy, and he's real pissed he had to deliver a mummy. Like, yeah, he does it all some, the time. There's some real weird details, too. I wish I wish if you watch any part, just watch the opening where this guy's like, Hey, miss, there's a, there's a, there's a mummy here. 
you want to sign for this or what? And she's like, oh, I don't know. I, I guess you could bring her around the back. Hey, Max, she wants it around the back. Can you believe this broad? It's like that kind of thing. Yeah. And a guy We're, off screen goes, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like it's like the director. It's, it's such a weird, uh, they're not plus at all about it being a mummy, but more just annoyed. Like, mummy, just, lady, just sign for it. It's a mummy. Take it. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a delivery of a clock. It's the same old shit for them. But the main reason it's into the house was revealed that the dad is an archaeologist. She's also an archaeologist, but she's a stay-at-home archaeologist because she's a woman, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, right. Um, and, and he's like, oh, uh, honey, you know, you're calling me from Egypt. Why did you send the mummy here? What's the big reveal? He's like, I just wanted you to get to hi- deciphering the hieroglyphics. Like, not the museum. Like, not right. where any of this is. But, they, I don't know. but just, also, just... he tells her a very important detail that we that he tells her off camera, which is revealed later. Oh yeah, that's really weird. It's very weird because it's like it's like a very crucial. Like it could have potentially built tension, I guess. Maybe. Well, so yeah, they did. Them in, yeah, let's let's get through the, the first reveal first. Paul, do you want to go? The first reveal of the actual mummy or of what the mom finds. I mean, out. Is, I, I, honestly, is this is this plot that interesting? It's really not. I don't. No, I want to. I, I, I want to mention these getting. two. <laughs> no, I want to mention these two reveals in terms of like how they completely botched the reveals. So okay. like the first one's so the, mo- like, the mom reading the hieroglyphics, right? The mo- and this is like halfway through the episode. The boys seen the mummy one time. But I guess he went back to bed, I guess. Yeah, he, uh, he sat up and yawned, and the, the kid saw it, and then, like... And he went back to and bed, And then he went back to bed, yeah. Um, so it's like, don't wake mummy more than once, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the mom's reading the hieroglyphics, and she's like, oh my god, according to these hieroglyphics, he's the twelfth son, but this mummy is also the wording's weird. She says, this mummy was turned into a pharaoh. And I'm like, I don't think he was a mummy turned into a king. I think he was a king that was turned into a mummy, but whatever. Right. Uh, and, and also, uh, he murdered his brother. Well, yeah, it was like, this is the, but even in that line, she's like, he's the 12th mummy, and usually the 11th, or the, he's the 12th son, usually the 11th son becomes the pharaoh. It's like, I don't think that's right. Like, I don't think that's all the rule of Egyptian, I could be wrong, someone tell me, I feel like usually the first son is, whatever, but like, if this is true, this changes history, but then she immediately goes, oh, but also he killed his brothers to be kings, like, so that doesn't really count, you maybe should read the rest of the hieroglyphics as opposed to announcing a discovery halfway through the sentence right yeah and just, and like the kid is like real thrown off by this because he's like he's a killer like it's not yeah, it's he's not a murderer. it's not scary that he's a living mummy it's just it's scary that he murdered somebody in his previous this dude life. killed a guy well uh, they, yes. they, they, they he makes a point to be like we're gonna have a living killer at our house or something yeah like yeah that. that's weird... the second part yeah, yeah, when, the, yeah, yeah. when the mummy's alive so like the set yeah the second reveal is the, the detail that was on the phone call that we don't get to see between the mom who, and the who, dad who the dude is trying his hardest to be the jonathan frakes in this scene uh-huh. like he he kind of <laughs> looks like jonathan frakes and he's doing his damnedest to do riker to he's... riker it up <laughs> <laughs> he's like dabbing his neck continually with a handkerchief on a green screen set he's trying so hard he was acting <laughs> hard yeah he was, he was acting real hard uh he so he, we don't hear this detail they leave it out for some reason but it turns out that if the mummy for some reason he knows this magical detail about this mummy uh that the if the mummy gets its ashes this its urn of ashes and its organs uh it'll it'll get its heart back and turn into a regular human which in my mind is ideal 
Be- Way better. No, yeah, they, they literally say the, the, the moment of dramatic tension is the mummy's now up. Everyone sees it. It's slowly coming at them. A child has ripped its arm off, so it's really not that much of a threat. Right, yeah. The and child like, handles this fucking the- mummy, too. Yeah, it's like, hold on, mom, I got the ashes. The magic mummy ashes from that movie. It'll, I, I guess it, it'll kill it, or I control the mummy. Or something. Which is not really, it's not really a rule other than the movie he watched earlier. Yeah. And he's like, no, don't let him get the jar. He'll turn alive. And my exact thought was the same as yours, Paul, of like, fine, let him come alive and then shoot him. Yeah. Like, or let him walk out of the house then, because he'll be yeah, a human again. They had the ability to leave and they didn't. And I just kept picturing like them just walking out of the house at about five miles per hour with the mummy following and then waiting until like they go past a cop and then the cop just shoots them. Right. Uh, for him. Yeah. It's, it's, there was no threat at all. There is the great sequence though, because now, now, but the son, what he does is he finds out that if they give the heart to him, that he'll become a human again. Again, ideal. Let him become the human. Ideal. And, let him do it. Let him do it. But the kid's reaction, Dom, as we were talking about earlier, is that, oh my God, he'll be a murderer then. We'll have a murderer in our house. He's <laughs> a child. Yeah. We'll have a goddamn OJ in our house. Yeah. We'll just... Which, yes. It was that time, so you know, people <laughs> no, were scared. The kid does say that. The kid does say, "Well, have an OJ." In our also, house. did you guys catch the Prince reference? What that she says that? Well, let's put away this this mummy formerly known as Prince. Yes. No, I did not catch that. Yeah. That's real. It was weird. a very dated moment. Moment right there. What a weird joke. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> okay. I always have a problem when kids say things in shows, and it's just like, guys, I know that this is not your dynamic at all, but uh. Uh, or like some truth about your growing up together but like they're watching the mummy movie where he learns about the ashes and then he gets scared by it and turns it off uh-huh. and like the, his sister and her friend are like yo what the heck we were watching that and, he's, and he goes you've seen it a million times before and it's like there is no way in hell kids are watching a black and white mummy movie a million yeah like dude. a bunch like that's always on in the house that was written by an older person yeah for sure. The whole time I was watching that scene, too, I was like, that movie's not scary, and no kid would be scared of that movie. Like, there's no way it's scary. Like, not even that little kid who's scared of everything. Also, going off that, at the end, when the mummy's defeated, because the heart goes into a a garbage disposal, Uh, and then it dies. Chad, it goes into a demon garbage disposal. That thing glows green. It it does have green light as if it's haunted. Before the heart goes in. Before the heart goes in. It's already haunted. Yeah. Uh... Like, the kid says at the end, like, phew, well, now I'll never be scared of anything, because that thing was super scary. Uh-huh. And I don't even know if that tracks. I don't know if a kid would think that way. He'd be like, I am terrified of all things. Magic yeah, is he real. Should, he should be fucked <laughs> like, up. Yeah. yeah, all the horrors in the world can be real now. Yeah, I am way more scared of all. I guess, like, I learned to be scared. Anyway, yeah, it was a dumb, dumb episode. Uh, but let's talk about Click. Hold on, I have, I have the, just a, there's two more things I want to say. There's a terrible, sure. terrible line in The oh, Mummy, which is yeah. when the mom comes in and scares him, and he's like, oh, I thought you were the mummy. And she says, no, I'm the mommy. And since then, uh, that yeah, line that grown. was with A plus grown material. Uh, that made me grow. The, the ending of this episode is great, though. It, I uh, actually yeah. love it. Yeah. Do they do they set that up at all? Like, was there a single hint of it? Yes, there because you see the cat in the in the thing. You do see the cat. What on the on the mummy on like on the they, coffin? They call yeah, it. Out. He, he he says, uh, what, "What was this guy buried with his cat because he was lonely okay. or something?" Yeah, they show the okay, cat. So th- 
the final ending moment is like a cat just meowing outside. The mom's while like, they're, oh, while the they're neighbor's eating, cat. While they're eating a cereal called Corn Dreams, just so you know. Corn Dreams. God, what if it was Super O's or whatever? Super Strength O's. Super Strength O's, but it, it was Corn Dreams instead. Corn Dreams is a great, like, that should be in a satanic font on the back of my truck. Corn Dreams. Uh, <laughs> corn Dreams. But uh, they're like, ah, oh, the cat outside's always howling. Opens the door, mummy cat. Mummy Full cat. Full on mummy cat. Just a puppet, barely moving, meowing. And, Lunges at a boy. It, and without full context, it could just be there's another mummy that wasn't even in the sarcophagus. It's just a mummy cat. It's a mummy cat, and it kills the boy. It's well, all we don't see that. The the camera cuts away, which means death to me. I've seen the that's Soprano. No, I've seen the Sopranos. Right, yeah. That's what that means. It means death. <laughs> if He's it cuts dead. out. He's dead. Oh, you think they all got shot at the end of Sopranos? You don't think they just had like a nice meal? I think I think a I think a cat mummy came into that pizza place and shot all of them with a gun. <laughs> that's what yeah, I think. that's that's Don't Wake Mummy, which also is a reference to Don't Wake Daddy, the board game. I guess I think so. Which yes. is which also makes me think that's why they chose this one to adapt because they were like, oh yeah, that commercials on TV all the time. Let's just, do this Let's just call it that and be good. Don't. Don't wait, Daddy, the board game that implies that your dad beats you. Yes. Like, the very... Yes. Dad is real mad if you wake him up, and he will fucking go to go town on your ass. He'll like that whip kind of your thing. ass, yeah. He'll whip your ass. That's the other part of the board game. <laughs> yeah. um, also, Dad sleeps alone, so Dad is a single Yeah, guy. also, he's a divorced dad, right? Yeah, don't wake him. Oh, maybe he was that guy. <laughs> maybe he, what, the, the kidnapper? Yeah, maybe that's what that guy's job is. He said he has no job. He's an actor and musician. Anyway. I'm looking this up. Does, does don't wait, da- don't wait, Daddy. There's no one else in that bed. It's a single dad. That's why you don't well, wake him, he... man. That guy's got a hard life. Well, maybe he worked overtime and he's like sleeping during the day. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> he has like, he has, has a, a night, night shift. <laughs> maybe I don't know. I mean, that's why that's that was usually the situation when my dad would get mad at us when we were being loud. <laughs> um, guys, just want to put this out in case anyone's interested. On. There is a Marvel version of Don't Wake Daddy. What? What do you? Who do you not wake in that? Don't wake Hulk, which uh, makes more cute. sense. Yeah, Hulk will beat you because Hulk will go to town on your ass. So uh, I think by that proxy, that means that the daddy would beat them in Don't Wake Daddy. Oh no, the dad will. The dad will eat them like the Hulk does. Yeah. The Hulk eats people. By the way, I did not know that he does. Uh, yeah. yeah, especially in the Ultimate Universe, he's definitely eating people, implying that he then shits out their bones. I don't like this. I don't like this. <laughs> Nobody Change likes in it character. <laughs> no. No one likes the greedy added realism of the whole game. <laughs> no, I don't people. like that. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Click. Somehow clearly inspiring the Adam Sandler movie because Click in itself, not that good of a title. Not that like nailing the premise or anything. Like it, it should be called like control issues or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, it's not that clever of a title, so they had to have just stolen it. I think so. I think that they, I, I'm pretty positive that this influenced that. Uh, and the, and the Tales other... of the Dark Side, apparently, Dom, influenced this one. Yeah, let me see if I can find what that episode title is called. Okay. Yeah. Why, why are you looking up? I do want to say, uh, if another, if there's one thing to look up in this episode, the opening music of, of Chad, I was, great. Go- I was going to say, <laughs> oh, that's my first note. It starts out like with this like 90s, like new Jack hip hop beat. 
<laughs> yeah, it's really fun. But then, oh, there's, but, then, but then the whistling comes in. <laughs> yeah, it's like a very much like it's like a little blues traveler yeah. meets like hip hop of this. What the fuck was that kid wandering up the steps? It's all genres at once. It's really it, interesting. Ha- it does not fit into the context of this episode whatsoever. It's so weird. It's so weird. Uh, please find a sample and put it in. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, it was a, an amazing stories episode. Oh, oh, so it wasn't. I a, I, I, it wasn't Tales of the Dark Side. I had to search anthology TV series Man Gets Remote. It's <laughs> 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 It came up. It was the first thing. It told me no, what I needed. No, Man Dom, Gets Dom. Remote. <laughs> Dom. You know how to Google, man. That's good Googling. That's good Googling. That's good Googling. Uh, I want to point out, by the way, in the beginning, uh, while while this kid pulls up, this little chubby John Favreau with his bowling shirt <laughs> Dude. pulls up. He, he runs up on his bike, right? Yeah. And he opens the mailbox. They weren't even like... They were so lazy they didn't wrap the fucking mail package. It's just the box for the remote control with, like, with string yeah, wrapped with around string it. Around it, but that doesn't work. You can't do that. And I was like, this this wouldn't fucking ship in the mail. Uh, so he orders something from like dumb magazines. His little sister tells me he needs to stop ordering it, and he's the most attitude kid we've ever had because he's like, uh, hey, 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 Seth or whatever. Mom says you stop buying garbage with your money. He's like, it's my money. I'll do what I want. I, you know what? I'm pretty sick of mom and her rules. Like he's ready to tear this building down. He's anarchy, yeah. through and through. Right out, right out the gate, he's ready to fucking destroy mom. But the packaging for the remote control is like it's very Rocco's modern life, yeah. like purple and greens. But but in the inside, yes, yes. It's, what was that? It's 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 like I'm looking at it again right now. It's laid over like uh like a fake octopus it's like styrofoam it's like an elder god like piece of like like elder glass or something like that yeah and it's not even packaging it's just sitting on top of it in the box and the kids goes like oh cool, cool this is the thing i ordered yeah and he, like he, what he ordered was a remote control like in, for, in terms of his mind he just got a cool remote yeah yeah what, what yeah the, that's, that's what his what was his intention he was like yeah watching tv is gonna kick ass with this <laughs> like it wasn't even it wasn't even like a child's story that has a fantasy what does it say on the front that he reads like possess ultimate control or something like that like yeah so it's it's kind of promised but he doesn't seem to want that and he's like oh cool it controls the stereo and the tv this has got everything yeah, i'll is, never have to leave my couch this kid has the soul of a 30 year old man inside of it <laughs> i know like even even me is like i don't know if i really want to buy a remote no. control like i don't think like, i even i'm not sure well that's that's but, that's, that's just so weird about this episode is that he starts using that remote and he's he's like his reaction is never Oh my god, what the hell? I'm like messing with physics here. He just goes, huh, cool. Right. He's also breathing he's also breathing through his mouth the entire time. Oh, is yeah. he a mouth breather? I just couldn't stop noticing that there's just every time he was very winded to move. Wow, I but, want to watch that again just to see that detail. I didn't even uh, see it. But something else I think we need to talk about at the very beginning, and I had forgotten about this, Dom, when you and I watched it, not for the episode, just watched it, was they want to show that he's watching TV, so they clearly made a fake kids TV show. That, dude, the that TV is, that the like fucking RoboCop TV he's watching. Yeah, he's watching some like all right, what it seems to combine is Family Feud, uh-huh. Double Dare, and WrestleMania because it's like a dude like a a gimp, uh, a gimp shows up in it. Yeah, yeah. Who, so John, a John Ralphio looking motherfucker yes. shows up. Is like, hey, yes. welcome to the kids. I got a plaid jacket. 
Uh, kids are competing. He's saying stuff that's like vaguely scary. Like the show itself is haunted. Like, oh, someone might get tortured. That, but uh, then it cuts to it's dark. It's super dark. The TV show. It's super dark. Like it itself is scary. There's smoke just billowing in the background uh-huh. of all the shots. <laughs> like, like seriously, one of the kids shots of the crowd are kids watching the background like bozo, and half of them are engulfed in smoke. If you pause it at the right time, you can see the chains on all the children too. <laughs> oh yeah, they're totally trapped there. But then, like the next time it cuts to him, there's just a guy in a gift mask, like just screaming at children. What is this show? It's amazing. Whatever it was, was fantastic. Was and it's way more scary than what is supposed to be the scary thing taking over the TV. Of like a message from Armchair Electronics takes over the TV and gives him a message about uh, be careful. Also, he's like stroking the remote like it's his dude. Cock. The caress it's really yeah. fucking weird. The caress was weird. <laughs> It's really fucking weird. And the kids, like, again, not really interested in that idea. I would think if any tech I bought, like, had integration, like, hello, you're activating your product for the first time. Isn't this neat? I'd be like, dope. Tell me more. Yeah. He he, wa- he bought this product, right? Like, he wanted to use it. And the whole time, things are telling him, like, new features about the remote and cool stuff. And he's like, get out of here, thing. I want to fucking go back to watching TV. Like he's, it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, Dom, like you said, like obviously this kid purchased this thing with one intention in mind, but then is completely nonplussed every time he starts controlling physics. And what, yeah, like, what he, is uh, he, he, he's, his, I don't know what his motives are. I guess they're dark as we learn. Um, <laughs> but like, why, what, I just don't. It's it was really troublesome to me to always hear him just kind of like being like, Yeah, all right, this rules. <laughs> cool, I love this. Yeah. He's really um, nonchalant about it, honestly, even when he's really excited, like far out, man, rad. Yeah, he was like changing the colors of his fish and he was like really he was like really like on board with it. That at that moment I was like, This is a drug allegory, isn't it? When he was like changing the colors of his fish like back and forth and he's like this rules. Oh yeah, and he's just sitting there doing it back and forth. Well, he so he uses the remote for the most like boring versions of it. Even in the middle part of the episode, like at the very beginning, he's like, "Okay, I can change the color of my fish. Awesome." Yeah. Then he goes outside and just watches a paper boy throw the newspaper back and forth over and over and over again. Like, do anything. Right. Like, smash a vase and then rewind time so you can smash it again like i don't know something more interesting kill than your, just ki- kill your dad and then re- and then get, and then rewind it <laughs> why, do, why do we always go to kill your dad do it again why is that always the thing <laughs> deeply embedded in us but then, uh, but then again us. the the killer gene would be unleashed after the first murder <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, like, he's going through, and again, like, the whole time, like, um, this omnipotent thing is telling him via, like, email, everything, phone call, incoming messages. email. Remember when he got an alert that an email so, was incoming? Uh-huh. And then he said retrieve, he said he typed retrieve, retrieve email. email. <laughs> retrieve email, and it came up. But it's, like, telling him things that aren't even really annoying, like, hey, you can achieve ultimate power, use the power for good. Right. Don't use it. Don't let it control you. So even then, the remote is basically telling him, like, use it wisely, but also become a god. Right. Yeah, well, they like, I feel like they only ever call him to be like, don't use it for evil. And he's like, help, I need help. What, something's wrong. And then they just hang up on him. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and they're just, like, kind of, it's kind of, like, just designed to, like, 
bait people into using it poorly and then like punishing them and taunting them about it being like i hope you're not using this for bad things just checking in bye <laughs> so yeah. is, is it a trap because my question is i think it uh, is. is how is one he bought this from a magazine if it had been a thing where he would have been like i don't remember ordering this that would have been more interesting but he's like no i wanted this it's in the mail dope theoretically he got it in nickelodeon magazine that means there's what hundreds of thousands of kids with this thing right or who who could have it and they all have god remotes or is he the only one it's never i don't think it's ever made known right okay they never really uh, show this thing as a wide like it almost seems like this he's got the only one of this thing i really think he needed to like accidentally get it in the mail or what if it'd been like a wrong messenger like what if, like what if it showed up in the mail and it was like to merlin Stormbeard uh-huh. or whatever <laughs> yeah and he's like, huh, that's not my name. The address seems wrong. Oh, the number's off by one or whatever. And like a wizard lives next door. Uh-huh. I'm just pitching a fix. <laughs> and like, and he's like, I got this thing that I shouldn't have. I would get it so much more than I bought this for $20 on TV. And why is this everything? And I'm an evil Satan boy. And I'm an evil <laughs> Satan boy. Uh, I love his sister. I love question- his sister who has to practice tap dancing in the same room as him. And she has to hear her taps. She doesn't know oh, yeah. that that's not what you're practicing, hearing your taps. You're practicing the moves, girl. You don't need to hear them. Dude, you're good. if you don't hear the taps, you could be completely off. Man. I don't know. I guess you're I right. I think you have to hear the taps. You can't not hear the taps. I, okay, you know what, guys? I, I'll I'll admit. I, no, no, I, I, think it's a good, woefully, I think it's a good observation. Woefully, woefully <laughs> underknowledged about tap dancing. I'll admit it. Okay, you got really called out there, Paul. How how embarrassed no, I sh- you feel? No, I'm very embarrassed that that I've revealed how little <laughs> I know about tap dancing. Uh, so here's my other question: off the main main crux of this idea is, it seems in the beginning he is kind of when he has the remote, he is kind of removed from reality, right? Yes. Like, so when he goes outside, the lawnmower is really annoying. He turns down the volume. Lawnmower guy is not aware of the volume going no. down. The paperboy going by is not aware of himself being reversed or that other people are being changed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he is removed from time. Yeah. But almost immediately later, he saves a kid being bullied. The one time he does something kind of good. Yeah. He like goes to the bully and changes the channel, transforming the bully into, I guess, different TV personas. Yeah. Which also means there's a bully channel. Like, <laughs> also means like there's a channel that he has. Right. Uh, and it's the kid in dress up. So when he plays like a uh, Ricky Lake character, it is a a boy dressed up like an older woman. Yeah, there's the Ricky Lake. There's the I forget what the first one is. And then they let, there's like a game show host. That's right. And then there's like and a, then the bunny, a bunny. And my question on twofold is, I'm sorry, I'm overthinking this. No, is, no, no. One, it seems like the other kids then see this happening. Like his friend's like, oh my god, you turned him into a bunny. It's almost so they the see- rule it seems to set up is if he chooses for you to see it with yes. him, you're involved. Yes, this is what I wanted to get to. He seems to have a subconscious control of yeah. it. Because um, I was thinking about that because out- he controls. It's weird that when in that scene where he's controlling the kid on the bicycle and making him go back, the car doesn't reverse. Did you notice that? Oh god, yeah. I didn't even know they didn't have the time to do yeah. that. They were like, "Well, they did." I get, I get. It, it had to be a choice. I think it was. They had the car driving in reverse while that kid was driving was going forward. Yeah, like the like I I thought about that too because I was like, "Wait, why is that car still going?" in the right direction and i think it's that think- his brain is controlling like his whatever he's focused on is what's getting hit okay yes yeah, so the, the tv 
But because like, in the next scene, like he cheats on his test, right? By like he pauses the whole classroom to steal the teacher's paper with the answers, except for his friend. Right. But he doesn't like he doesn't point at specific people. He just pushes the button one time, and everything he needs is a freeze freezes. So he does have like a subconscious control over it. I think so. Okay. All right, I'm on board this. Okay. I like to think that the teachers and the directors and writers had like an extensive conversation about this days before they're shooting. Like, guys, how does the fucking remote work? Uh, and they had to figure it yeah. out. Oh, totally. I, I think they, they did a good job of the mechanics of this remote in this episode. Uh, and I could be wrong. When he changes the bully, it seems like sometimes the channel he changes to is still the bully. But a different genre, and sometimes a different show. Like when he changes to Ricky Lakes, he's like, today on the show, children who suck their thumbs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then and the it's funny, like he's like, on, hello, it's like I'm the bully. Yeah. Do you want yeah. to talk about Easter eggs and being bullied? There's like, so then he's the kid again. Whatever. It's inconsistent. Minor nitpick, but it, 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 it came to my attention. Yeah, I thought that was weird too. I was like, wait, is this stuff about him? Or is like, what's, yeah, like, what's the joke about here? Yeah, maybe he's supposed to be a reveal that he sucks his thumbs and that's supposed to be the thing. Whatever happened. Yeah, because they all laugh at it because they're like, haha, fuck this guy. Yeah. He sucks his thumb. Yeah, exactly. It, whatever happens to him deeply harms him on a very, very deep psychological level. Cause yeah, he falls down implied to die. Yeah, like, he's just yeah he, like- <laughs> it, it sounds like he had some metaphysical things happening. F- f- through being uh, changed, yeah, like that I think his mind was flayed by that experience. Yeah. Well, yes, theoretically, yes. Um, if anything, his genitals were switched back and forth. <laughs> That's true too. He, yeah, because he was turned into a woman <laughs> and then a man and then a rabbit. So at least some of at least some of his organs were being shifted around rapidly. Mm-hmm. So that probably did cause some some you know some issues. Some terrible things happened to him in those in that brief thirty seconds of his life. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's that uh, that's sad. <laughs> and then I just want to bring up like the the major problem of it is like the whole time in the episode he's being challenged like don't let the remote control you, don't use it for evil, feel free to be a god, and implying like he's either going to go down like a Smeagol Lord of the Rings route uh-huh. or or the remote is sentient. It's really just his remote breaks like he's just fighting with the kids right, yep. and then the remote gets like knocked against the floor. Now he can't fix it, and his parents are frozen because they were like lecturing him, and he paused them. Yep. I think uh, so I think the break happens before that, right? And then he like it's broken, and he uses it then, or is it? I forget exactly when it breaks. Now I'm trying to remember. I thought I thought he paused it, and then broke it, and then he paused it again. You might be right. You might be right. Did you guys Did you guys notice that the sound that uh, the broken sound when he tries to use the remote is from which game? Do you know? No, what is it? Uh, no, what is it? It's from Dig Dug when the dinosaurs <gasps> breathe fire. Oh, shit, really? <laughs> no fucking yeah. way. Yeah. I bet yeah. they didn't get the rights to that. I bet someone just stole that. Yeah, probably. I love but, that. Uh, okay. Or maybe it might have been, I think it was that, or the sound when you fail on uh, Tetris uh, for Game Boy. Like when you uh-huh. lose, it's like. I mean, there were like twelve yeah, sounds back then, that, tops. Yeah. Well, what I love about yeah. the beginning of this episode is when he's playing with it for the first time, and he's like turning the TV on, turning the radio on, turning the the uh, CD player on. It's like going through these different like stock musics that they have. Oh, those are so They're good. Yeah, so stocky, and it's like you, like you know they They're were pretty dynamic. The one when he turns on the stereo, it's like. It's like, wow, yeah, this is what a stereo sounds like. It's real dynamic music. Uh, yeah, it was cool. 
It was cool. He um, controls everything. The TV, the radio, the radio. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the radio twice. Yeah. The radio twice. I, I, uh, I like when I like when they ditch it. Like him and his friend are like, all right, we have now that we fix this, we have to like throw it away and never use it yeah. again. And then he immediately runs back and he's like, ha come to daddy yeah. or something like that. Yeah. He says that. And he takes it back with him, and then he brings it to school, and his friend confronts him about it. And he's like, you're just mad because you didn't get there first. Or maybe you did, but you just weren't quick enough. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> maybe you got there first, you turned around and took it out of the trash can. <laughs> what are you talking about? Dude, yeah, that's and so it, strange. In that same scene, I, that was probably the part that stood out the most to me. Because he uses the eject button to push his friend back into the uh, into the <laughs> into the fucking lockers, and his friend gets knocked down, all feebled, and he's looking at his friend, and fucking spaghetti western cowboy music plays, and he spins the controller and slides it into his cargo pocket, <laughs> into his cargo pocket like a holster. And peak white man was achieved there. The coolest moment in cargo pants. The coolest white man history. I wish the episode ended right there. Dude. I really wished it did. It was so good. He, he's basically now a mystery men character at that yes. point when he does yes, that. Yes, totally. Click. Kid so, click. Kid click. Kid click. That's they call beautiful. Him. Um, uh, again, this is also, by the way, a Teen Titans villain called Control Freak, but way more inter- less interesting. Oh, okay. Um, so they're fighting, right? And he, and he pushes the power button on the kid, which I would say... In that moment, it's not what he wants to happen. He wants that kid to die. Yeah, he's trying to kill that kid. He's he instead he pushes the power button and all goes to black. And he so he like turned off the power on the world. Um, which maybe if it was psycho you know psychological control, he actually wanted the whole world to die. Uh-huh. Uh But he's like, oh shit, I'm trapped. The battery's low on the remote. What am I gonna do? Uh, and then like Sinclair Group, even though their company was out of business, they went to the factory and it was all closed down. Yep. Is still around as a ghost, and he's like, "Well, you're fucked. Goodbye." Derezes, leaves him in a void. Mm-hmm. End of episode. Um, End of his. I think going life. off Dom's idea that they wanted kids to get trapped, right? I like that idea. I yeah, I like this. They were entrapping children. They were trapping children. Yeah, for for some, maybe you know what they were trapping them for, guys? Their fucking Nickelodeon TV show. Those were oh, all kids. Oh. Those were, oh my god! And that would be so dope. And that's why they tortured them because they're all piece of shit kids that were assholes that use this controller for evil. That would be so much yeah. better if he found himself now in the in the set of that TV show, being tortured by and that realizing they're all no, yeah, just realizing they're all kids who have like who have gotten trapped and fucked up. That's such a good ending. They missed it. That's so fucking good. Um, totally missed out on it because it's supposed to. Here's the question. Did he destroy the world for everyone, or did he just trap himself in a void? Hmm. It's tough. Oh, he trapped himself in a void. So you think, like, his... Because theoretically, that means the remote was his perspective. He himself... What he's essentially doing is actually controlling himself, if you think about it, right? Like, yeah. when he's reversing the the newspaper, where he's kind of sending himself back in the past. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. When he's pausing everything else, he's making himself move super fast. When he cuts off the power, no, because it's 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 the isolated thing he's pointing at. Because when he pauses his parents and then he unpauses them, it's later in the day. Yeah, and they're hungry. Remember that? Well, yeah. I'm just trying to connect it to like shit. I'm trying to just connect it to when he pushes the power button. That should be the entire world is dead. He's killed reality. I think he's removed himself but, from the world. 
Yeah, I maybe so. maybe the power was low. It was a malfunction button or something. Maybe. I don't I feel like he's I feel like he's transporting himself at that point. Yeah. I think so. I, mean, I think so. It it makes more sense than less uh just pitched another weird tw- take on it. Uh Sinclair Electronics, whatever the people that made the remote armchair. is. Armchair. Armchair Electronics. Armchair Armchair Electronics. Uh they are I just said Sinclair group because of the, the uh-huh. yep. conglomerate I, that oh, actually, I knew where you were going. That actually <laughs> that actually controls our our, our uh, broadcast. Um look it up guys. There's some real answers. There's deep shit out there building, guys. Building 7. Um so like if they had said we're like I'm someone from another reality or another dimension and we've been trying to destroy your reality and you did it for us, you fucking pawn. Like a little bit of a Pacific Rim thing. Cool. I'd be like Dope. They sent a remote to like trick a kid into to, to shutting the door on their side. Super cool. That's cool. Really weird. That's, yeah, that's another cool picture. ending. There's two cool endings we have for it. Dom, can we write some Goosebumps episodes or what? Right? Jesus Christ! Dom, give us I a think cool we ending. Maybe just made, uh, the cool ending of this click. <laughs> yeah. Dude, what's your cool ending for this sure. click episode? Uh, he presses slow motion. Uh huh. Uh, by accident <laughs> and then he drops the controller into a bucket of water uh-huh. and it's like and it's like it don't it doesn't work anymore uh-huh. forever and so his life is just in slow motion i love it that's actually really I love good it. i thought you were pitching the joke for click from the trailer that everyone always saw of just like hey let's, look, let's take a look at those puppies and it's just adam sandler slowing down a girl jogging uh-huh. yeah and that was just on television was like slow motion bouncing breasts in a commercial that's a boobs and it is surprisingly a really deep movie that's really sad but like yo you see those boobs bounce yeah uh, <laughs> it, uh he does it does time jump to later and he's in uh he's trying to be romantic with a woman on a date and she's sorry is this the seth click or the sandler click this is this is goosebumps click okay okay and he's on a date with a woman and her voice just <laughs> like this <laughs> and he's just crying he's crying at a bar so like. he lives in a hell where he can like he could live a life but it's the slowest fucking life in the world i love that that's that's torturous yeah wow sad tom yours yours is yours is a very dark ending and i love it i love that it's a lot actually great. that's really good because great him being shut off and dead or replied he's just trapped in a void unless it's like a purgatory hell he'll die in two or three days yeah but uh oh shit i wonder if like can you even kill yourself in a... I guess you... Could you? I wonder if you could even kill yourself in a slow-mo world. Sorry, this is really dark. I'm just trying to think, like... If you yeah, I got a deep car, dark ending. Okay. I'm trying to think, like, if you try so to step in from a car... He, he slow-mos it, and time is just slowing down mm-hmm. all, all yeah. around him. And, like, so everything is a little slower, but he removes it real time. But he's wrongfully accused in a terror incident and is sentenced <laughs> to Unit H... He's sentenced to you to H, and he he's just in. Do you know what that is? No. What is unit what is H? I think it was unit H. Let me do a quick search. I think it Wait, is. Wait, hold on. You're just glossing over while he's why he's accused of a terrorist attack. Unit H level eight. Hold on. No. <laughs> what did okay, he do? He it's so there's a there's a pres there's a there's a prison in Colorado. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, detention. Are you basically pitching like the Triskelion for Marvel, just like where all the bad men go? Uh, uh, I'm I'm sorry. What was that? Say that again. I'm just wondering if you're pitching like the Triskelion from Marvel, where all the bad men go, like it's, the super. Prison. It already exists. There's a detention center, and it's like a federal detention center in Colorado. And there's one sector of it for, and like I think the Boston Marathon bomber is at this facility. 
Yeah, he know. is. Yeah, and uh, he there's uh, one uh, uh, detention center that is a uh, or one unit of it that's uh, sensory deprivation. Uh-huh. So they just oh, like duh. strap oh, you to fuck. a bed and like. And you're in a oh god, room so he's and oh god. You're just your eyes are bound, like or you're you know you have a oh, you have a some kind of blindfold on. So you're just chilling there, existing, and it's and you an extra slow. Just, it's just with you, and it's extra. They slow. want you to just live out what feels like 300 years. Man, that's fucked you up. Just can made, you believe? Uh, can you believe that America does that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me let me pivot off the horrifying thing that I also saw. And by the way, anyone who's tweeted me, I I realize it's not the Triskelion. Triskelions where shield and everyone has their headquarters they just sometimes keep bad people there i was thinking of the raft you don't have to tweet at me um or the phantom zone but uh at ren fair the first thing i saw yesterday was a new event where kids could get in these plastic inflatable bubbles okay and just and just be put on top of a kiddie pool that was about like 20 feet wide okay and just and just kind of tumble around like you know those kind of yeah. like inflatable oh, I know exa- see-through yes, bubbles yes i know exactly what you're talking about and I am not kidding that four different people came by and looked at it and went, wow, that's some sort of sci-fi prison. Like, that, they just, it looked like, all you see these kids just tumble around. And even as they were putting one of the kids in the bubble to blow it up and let him float out over it, it felt like that kid was going away for thought. Right, times. yeah. Because they're kind of just, like, helplessly just in it. And they're suspended, so they can't really move other than roll. I'm like, yeah, put someone in there for the rest of their lives and watch and them go insane. And just watch them bounce around mindlessly. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. In slow motion forever. I think that, wow. We've come up with three better endings for this. Yeah, Man, why don't they let RL... us write anything? Jesus Christ! Uh, ready? So I just said, the, the Wikipedia I just sent you is the is the detention facility. You can look at what a cell looks like there. You have a four inch window. Oh, um, but uh, oh, also no. uh, just click that link I sent you. This is the uh, the this video. This is this this just watch this short scene here. This is from the amazing story. This is the remote control man. The remote control. Oh yeah, but so by the way, if you're looking this up on Wikipedia, this is called ADX Florence. Yeah. Administrative maximum facility. Wait a What's second. Wait a second. Did he just ta- turn his kid into Gary Coleman? <laughs> he just. All right. So yes. we're looking at amazing stories episode ten. Remote control man. He just turned his kid into Gary Coleman. Yeah, watch that timestamp. Oh, so it's a dad. It's a, yeah, at uh, seventeen minutes into this episode, you can find it on YouTube. We'll link it on the Discord. Uh, is it like his son was about to watch him kissing a beautiful woman? Is that what happened? Like, hey, dad, what are you doing? Fucking a a, a a paused woman. This is creepy. And then he turns his kid into Gary Coleman so that he can get away with it. What the fuck? <laughs> it's, a, it's also a Danny DeVito looking d- dude with his remote control. He kind of looks like Dennis Nedry. Yes, very much so. Uh, Dotson, we got Dotson over here. Like that very yes. much. He's got that vibe going uh, on. Dom, what the fuck is he, this? Oh, uh, he summoned he summoned the woman in the remote. I just watched earlier. Yeah. So he summoned a fuckbot, basically. Yeah, and he goes in to kiss her, and then he's like, Mom, you might want to see this. And then he changes the channel on his kid, and it turns into Gary Coleman. <laughs> so so that he could get a boner, he killed his kid and turned him into Gary Coleman. <laughs> this dad sucks. Holy shit. That's fantastic. Can I just say how much I love this new era of YouTube, where it's just full of pirated episodes of TV shows, but because of it, they're all put in, like, two-thirds of the video with, like, generic stuff in the background so auto-content doesn't recognize it. Yeah, this is brilliant. 
There's going to be a whole generation of kids who, like, to them, all TV always has a, like, floating blue wave behind all the TV shows. They can't watch TV without that. Be like, oh, man, I missed the wave. I missed the wave. Just something about it. It's so calm. It really makes action movies better. Feel old. Oh, yeah, Everyone, uh, this was the thing. Feel old yet? This will be like 50 years uh, from now. Jumping ahead, he definitely bangs this Baywatch woman. He like kisses her passionately. She seems she seems not so- into yeah, she's it. shocked by it. And then cut to the next morning, she's in bed with him. So he fucked a TV woman. Wow. Wow. Does wow. she have sentience? So many questions. Wow. Why did he do this? Why did he do this? That's been that's been click. Also, why does this guy look like the kid, but like an old man? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the reveal is you find out it is the kid. His kid looks like the kid from the Mummy episode, oddly enough. The redheaded kid from the Mummy episode. He does. His kid is still Gary Coleman, by the way. Like, he doesn't change he never back. No, he just didn't turn back. This, this episode is really wacky. <laughs> uh, yeah, it seems like later on he gets tackled by a football player. and a, Oh, the Incredible Hulk comes out. Oh, nice. A Richard, Sim, a Richard Simmons man appears. What? Uh, and he fucks, and he fucks all of them. Kit from Knight Rider appears. Oh, we're going to watch this later. Yeah, we're watching this. This is great. He bangs all the TV people. It's great. Oh, a creepy clown is there. Wow. Yeah, this is terrifying. Uh, guys, this isn't too far off from our future reality where, like, VR chat, you just pull up, uh, you know, just dial up whatever avatar you want to mm-hmm. be, <laughs> whoever you're at, or you can go into the Oasis, Ready Player this One. called it. Can we talk about Ready Player One for half a second? I didn't see it. I've only read the book. I did not I see it. I didn't either. I refused to see it. Can, spoilers for Ready Player One. Tom, do you mind if we talk about it for 10 seconds? Yeah, go ahead. I didn't see it. I won't see it. In Ready Player I, I know, One, I know a bit about in the book... Which I have, will have different opinions on it. Uh, the the great drama of the book in the second act is the second key is found by him recreating the movie The Wizard, the Fred Savage classic The yeah. Wizard, because of course, mm-hmm. right? I guess they couldn't get the rights to that, or at least Spielberg had enough foresight to be like, no one knows what The Wizard is. Right, it's too irrelevant. Um, now. Yeah, there's already it's already eighties enough as this fucking movie is. What movie do you think they go to? Apparently, again, spoilers for Ready Player One. I think I know, but uh, but let, let Dom guess. Let they, Dom guess. Let Dom guess. Yeah, Dom. What movie do you think would they go to? Say that. Uh, set it up once more. So they need to go. So in the second act of the book, the main character has to. All he has to do is recreate the plot to Ready Player One. Uh, no, sorry, has to recreate the plot to The Wizard, the Fred Savage movie. Uh, and like he gets all the lines right. Correct. You're the first kid to know all the lines to The Wizard. Here's the key. What movie in Ready Player One do you think they reference instead of The Wizard? Tron? That would be a great choice. It's The Shining. That's right. I did. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they go to the like Overlook Hotel for like a whole act. And it's like a bunch of kids who are 14 just walking through the hotel. And a kid's like... Oh shit, what's in this elevator? And open up and a wall of blood rushes out in a PG thirteen kids movie. What? And they fight the zombie woman in a bathtub. I don't want to see this movie, but now I kinda want to see this movie. What the happened? So there's like a whole generation of kids now whose reference for what is one of the scariest movies of all time will be like, I don't know, it's some sort of spooky hotel. Why didn't they make it like Resident Evil or something? Right. Make it the mansion for right. Resident Evil. Right. 
it's such it's such a weird like oh Halliday the the engineer just loved loved The Shining I guess and that's weird because it's anyway. supposed to be the eighties and that's not an eighties movie is it I thought no it, I don't I think, think that, it is or I don't it made a, it, I don't consider it eighties it came out at no all. it came out nineteen eighty so it just hit it that's a seventies movie I don't that doesn't count though like it doesn't totally fit a, right. anyway fuck Ready Player One I, anyway uh, there's some cool ideas I'm trying to I'm trying to say serve both sides. <laughs> Guys, uh, I would recommend reading the uh, list of uh, people who are at this uh, high uh, security facility. I scrolled I through it, Dom, and there's some scary yeah. shit. There's some scary people there. Do you want to hit some? Uh, do you want to hit some people? There's Boston Marathon bomber, uh, you, Ted Kaczynski, Terry Nichols. Unabombers are both uh, there. The Unabomber and the Unabomber, sorry, and the guy who was the co-conspirator for the Oklahoma City bombing, which is terrifying. Jesus. Yes. Uh, Robert Hansen is there, someone who's serving 15 consecutive life con- uh, sentences for uh, uh, give, passing on uh, counterintelligence information to the Soviet Union. Uh, oh my god, yeah, double yeah. double agents are there. That's cr- this is definitely the supervillain prison. Yep. Yeah, yep. This is this is our Arkham Asylum, right? Yeah, yeah, this is here, our Arkham Asylum. And then I'll just read the thing here. It's two sentences. In extreme cases of in, uh, inmate behavior, the center of the prison houses an area known as Z-Unit, the black hole, which can hold up to 148 prisoners in completely darkened and soundproofed cells. Each Z-Unit cell is equipped with a full set of body restraints that are built directly into the concrete Holy bed. shit, that's crazy. Oh, America, America, I still think half, every once in a while that is the, the uh, American anthem. I still do think every once in a while. <laughs> we should sing that at sporting events. Oh, the red, the crazy things you do is such a great America theme song. <laughs> Oh, guys, that has been Click and and Don't Wake Mummy. <laughs> don't Wake Mummy. And the ADX Florence facility in Colorado. <laughs> Holy shit. So so we're going to we're gonna move back to a book for the next one, though, right? Yes. Yes, for sure. So, uh, I forget. I, forget I think the next. next one is Monster Blood 3, Chad. I know you love your oh Monster Blood. Oh, my God. Blood. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm so excited. I know, you, I know you love a Monster Blood, so I'm pretty pumped about I, it. Monster Blood's my favorite franchise in the Goosebumps I wonder, universe. Let's I wonder if we'll get the cereal, because that was where the cereal was in, too, right? Super Strength, though, has a long history through Goosebumps. You'll all see. You'll all see. <laughs> Chad's going to blow this wide open. <laughs> Listen, it's no corn dreams, so... Corn Dreams is pretty good, actually. That sounds really good. Uh, I think that's our episode. I think we, I think we got to wrap it up there. Let's wrap it up, uh, guys. Uh, uh, what's going on in your lives? Anything you guys want to mention? Cool stuff to check out. Recommendations. <laughs> you know what I do most of the most uh, online these days is post uh, Instagram stories. Um, yeah, and uh, that that's what I find myself. I've been enjoying your Instagram it. stories. They're fun. Uh, I haven't done one this week, but they're they're fun. Uh, I if I enjoy your uh, thrift store finds. Oh yeah, I need to go thrifting. I've, I was thinking I might go thrifting after we record this. But you can follow me on Instagram at, at Don Mosquiti. And if you want to buy something from me, uh, comfyjunior.com. Comfy Jr. Comfy Jr. C O M F Y. Uh, Paul, what about you, I, man? Well, I've been enjoying both of your guys' Instagram stories, so I would say, I would say all should follow those. Uh, oh, thank it's you. Nice, it's nice to be able to see my friends, what they're seeing in the world, you know, since we're on the other side of the and country. And how they see and it. And how they right? see it. It's beautiful. Directly from Chad's POV. I love it. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put him off of that then. I'll apologize you at the end. Uh, hey, if you want to watch some D&D, I've been playing D&D on every Thursday on the Twitch D&D channel called uh, Escape or Into the Trapped in the Bird Cage. Just what it's called. Cage. I was like, is he <laughs> trapped in the Bird I was like, cage. he's going to get it. He's, he's getting it. He's going to get it. I'm about to get it. I'm about he, to get it. My own show. Uh, but I've been playing with uh, Holly Conrad, friend of the show, and other cool people. Um, it's on Thursdays at 5 Pacific Jim- on Twitch.tv. And Jimmy Wetzel. D&D. Sorry. Jimmy Wessel, who's got to be on this goddamn yes, show. he'll be on this show at some point. He'll be on this show. Um, real fun. And, uh, yeah, follow me on Quantum Theory on everything. Yeah, if you want more podcasts uh, like like that, where you can listen to people, or that, you can watch people. But if you want more, I, I've shouted it out a few times on this show. But Pretend Friends is my actual play podcast. So good. We're finishing up uh, by the end of April. Probably when this comes out, we'll be done with the season one arc. So you'll be able to listen oh, to it. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't know there was gonna be seasons. Uh, oh, the yeah. fate of my character Hark is unknown, mm-hmm, yep. and I'm in. I'm I'm on the edge of my that seat. That will carry into season two, so you'll have to wait for season. Two. Well, season two of this series. So we're gonna do a fantasy one next. Is gonna be the we're gonna switch to. Oh, of, uh, interesting. Yeah, so we're cool. switching it up a little bit. Cool, cool, cool. Um, what else? Uh, hey, if you want to follow the show, you can follow the show on Twitter at Goosebuds Pod. Uh, we appreciate all you guys who tweeted us. Uh, or retweet links to the show. Uh, shout out to a few folks who do that sort of thing. Uh, at Mugsy Wilt, Wilt, Wiltits? Willits. At Mugsy Willits. Uh, at <laughs> Will the Writer's Bills. Uh, Nathan Duffy. Uh, Stephen Nilsson Alexander. Cat to Cat, Dear Dinosaur. All of you night people, thank you so much for sharing the show to other people. Uh, one other thing I will say is you guys keep asking us to do it. And Goosebuds is finally on Stitcher. I never use Stitcher. But it sounds like a lot of you do your podcast that way, so please check it out on there as well. Maybe leave a nice review. Stitcher's great. I've used it a bunch. It's very very convenient yeah. when you don't want to have to uh, when you don't have a thing downloaded and you want to listen to it really quickly and easily. Stitcher's very good. If you want to look up the show on Stitcher, it's stitchercom slash podcast slash goosebuds. Uh, and please leave a nice review or check it out, and maybe those those rankings will also help. Yep. us. they're always it's always helpful to get in a review or or whatever that you can put on there. Any of those things helps yeah. the show a lot. Or leave a review you on uh, iTunes. And subscribing on iTunes, too, or through any sort of RSS feed thing is very useful for us. Totally. Uh, do you guys have time? You guys want to do Got, a couple real iTunes quick, reviews? Real quick, we have one review on, on Stitcher, and it's five stars oh, from yes. Paul's Doll. <laughs> 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 is that an affectionate thing, or like a horrifying slappy doll to I freak think you it's out? supposed to freak me out, but I think there's also some affection in that, so I'll take that. Okay. What does the review say, by oh, the way? I'll read it. I'll read it. Yeah, yeah, read this. Sure. It's fun to look back at these ridiculous children's books, but the real charm is in these three boys' hijinks Aww. that are barely related to young adult humor. Aww. Oh, well, that's nice. That's a nice thing. You can say stuff like that. You can you can call us out. You can you can challenge us, whatever you want to do in these reviews. Yeah, I'm going to pull up my iTunes real quick, and we can listen to... Sure, and we'll do that, and I think we'll be good then. Yeah, so if you guys like the show and you want to support us, it's always great if you go into iTunes and leave a review... Uh, we're going to read some of our favorite five-star reviews, and I'm going to read this one by C.T. Lee. The buds I have always wanted. I was a... Oh, very nice. 
I was a huge Goosebumps reader growing up. As an only child, it was the only outlet I really had growing up. I never had anyone around to share my interest in the series, so there was no one to discuss it with. Listening to Dom, Paul, and Chad casually and hilariously discuss the books and their memories of them as ch- as children causes a pleasant wave of nostalgia to wash over me. The gang's like-minded opinions, as well as their natural playful banter with each other, keep me hooked on the episodes, not wanting them to end, and always keep me coming back for more. I definitely recommend this podcast for old fans and even those who have never read the books but are interested in the series. Thank you, C.T. Lee. That's really nice. That's the nicest way to sum up us being monsters. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Us bullying an old author. (laughs) (laughs) I've got Uh, one here. Slink Dreams by A.E. Thrasher. Uh, let's see here. The night before Christmas and all through the house, nothing was stirring except Santa getting some hot sleigh. (laughs) And then they add a keep on on with it. I felt that that was very, that was very fantasy fiction, uh, review altogether. It was. Yeah, it actually very much was. It was a miniature fantasy fiction. (laughs) Uh, I got one from Wiggly Tough Turf that says the goosiest, buddiest of all podcasts, five stars. R.L. Stone captivated a generation of children with his horror books, and now Goosebuds is captivating a generation of adults. I was listening to the podcast just this morning over breakfast when suddenly a giant spider sorry, when suddenly a giant spider burst into the dining room. It was at least 12 foot tall and started spitting acid all over me. At that point, I realized I was going to be spider food. Actually, it turns out it was just my kid brother wearing a mask. Thanks for all the laughs. Wow, you actually really nailed R.L. Stone's That's writing perfect. right there. That's perfect. Just perfect. needed chapter one and two there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. You see a little pause. Right. That was great, guys. Thank you for leaving those reviews. They're very helpful to us. They help us rank up in the in the iTunes store, uh, in in the podcast section, and uh, and they make us laugh too. That's always nice. Yeah, yeah. Thank and we'll you. Uh, we'll be out with a new Camp Goosebuds scene for our Patreon supporters. If you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash goosebuds. Cool bonus content over there. We're going to talk about a sad episode of a TV show that a Tom watched. A TV show. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> wait what, Sounds what, sarcastic, but I'm genuinely excited. No, I am Which good. episode? Well, I don't know. What was that one that you said you were going to watch? You teased it. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> the story. Oh, 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 oh it's right. grim. Oh, it's that's grim. Right. Oh, it's real grim. <laughs> We'll make, a, we'll make some uh, laughs around it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys might just have to watch the story. I might just have to find it real quick. Yeah, please do. Guys. I would watch so it before we, before we can be. We'll, we'll so do you guys our can research. Be as shook as I am. <laughs> it's, it's sad. It's sad. Can't wait. Otherwise, uh, guys, you have a wonderful rest of the month, and uh, I love you all. Love you guys. Love ya. <laughs> Corn Bye, dreams. Guys. Have some. Corn dreams. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support the show and get access to bonus content and new episodes, you can go to patreon.com slash goosebuds. Uh, our Patreon is supported by many folks, including these wonderful people. Asim Zeman. Stefan Jive Turkey Kuabara. The High Meowbers 2.0 The Quickening. <laughs> Kale Clinton. Tea Crabs. Matthew Riger. Heidi Shanks. Adrian Gunter. Hector Alberto Rivera Ortiz Cougar Capelman 
Reinfected. Ooh, Nicholas Johnson. Gabe Chavez. Heath Robinson. Sludge McKenzie. King Bank. Andrew Blank. <laughs> Jeremy, the King of Lizards. A lot of kings going on here. Mm-hmm. Joey Evans. Ryan J. Navarro Cote. Cam, ChadFan420 McLean. Burr, burr, burr. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, ChadFan. Uh, Maddie. Ethan Obama. Brett Roth. TJ Barone. Sam Newton. Samuel Lowell Jackson. Nice. <laughs> Cody Redfield. Tyler Penner. Matt Batchelor. Eric LeBaron. Ishak Arifin. Randy Hernandez. Amelia Crouch. Will Vanderslice. Brian Shell. Trendy Moron. Nicholas Vu. Clay Castle. Tom Widom. Miguel Pardo. Christina Doley. Tara Jansen. Macho Muffin Randy Savage. First name, last name. <laughs> Caleb Daughtry. Let me say again. Caleb Daughtry. Luke Noodles. Theodore the dog who does drugs. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm happy or sad. I don't know. He's free. It's, it's for his kidney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for his kidney. <laughs> that also makes me sad. Jonas Blotterman. Chris Mazu. Juan Holguin. Roberto Rodriguez. Shifty Swamps. Mudbark. They're best friends, Shifty Swamps and Mudbark. Mm-hmm. Third Sergio. Patrick. Tom. Aaron, making you say words, Cole. The Dragon Llama. Jake Young. Jason Crooker. S. Patrick Reynolds. Scott Colopy. Trent Davis. Jacob Rackior. Your best pal. Some shitty prank by your brother. Oh. Tyler Lucas. Kyle Billings. Robert Boone. Poop Dick Tracy. Always on the case. Stealth Bass. Ryan Melfi. Logan Troiano. Sorry. Yetisburg. Michael Knight. Pin Mask. Connor Church. Zentacles. Lendl Martin. Ronald King. Drew Applegate. Silo. Alistair <laughs> Perez. Brian Wells. Victor. Becca McWilliams. Boner Jams 2018, Return of the Bride of the Slink. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> yep. Zambambino. Spencer Egert. Sven Stormbeard. Ben Bohat. Psychomaster 1. Carly Sarnowski. Vincent Modica. Aaron T. Strook. Chris Culver. Stephen Daniels. John Jimco. Brandon Rowdenbush. Brian Hobgood. Jennifer Britton. Afshin Mataleb. Bean Daddy Spook Boy. Danky McStanky. Low Bellies Tears underscore. Sarah Kemp. <laughs> YT Chan. Philip McKee. Zachary J. Boss. Matt Flanagan. Jibs. Great Awake Man. The Rupal Productions. Mayor Negatorium. Joshua Lopez. Martin A. Macias. Daniel Kaleas. I love how those two go together. Mm-hmm. Jim Graves. Graves. 
<laughs> Jean-Luc. Natu Pearl Henderson. Christopher Boss. Hollis Hornbeak. Turtlemancer. <laughs> Zachary James Boss. Always on there. I love him twice. Walter yep. Frazier. Ford Theater Reunion. Sean Lyons. Cameron Murphy. Audio. Paul Grasso. Ben Biole. Michael McDowell. David Cron. Zane Keith. Dagger Throwing Knives. I'm a Kevin. Joshua P. Robertson. Tim I. Healy. David Cole. Mickey, Mickey C. C. My bad, my bad. Sorry. Uh, uh, sorry. No, your record was great. Mm. I'll just keep going. Mickey C. Dapio. Jared Mason. Kevin Boucher. Taylor Dirks. Matt Sadler. Nick Hankel. Brian Fredden. Fred Atkins. Nathan Dolezal. Clayton C. Mike Lanteri. Kyla Tharp. Buddy Morrill. Chris Birch. And Joe waiting on snow dogs to scat. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Thank you, guys. Thank you all so much for Thank supporting you so much. the show and being our buds on the Goose Bus. We won't leave you on the side of the road like that other <laughs> bus. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys, and we'll see you around that Goose Buds fire soon enough. Bye, guys. Don't touch my clock. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, we're done here. <laughs> <laughs>